0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. My name is Bella and we are here for another week, which is very exciting because by the time you have listened to this, I will have submitted my last assignment. Dun, dun, dun. I'm excited. I actually... I feel ready I just feel a bit done with this whole assignment thing now like I feel like I've been working on it for so long and because I normally get extra time but this weekend I can't like I've got other things going on so I don't really have any more time to work on it I've taken like the past three weekends to really focus on it so I've literally done no fun things for so long well no that's a lie I had my housemate's birthday that was really fun but you know what I mean like I have been doing this for ages and now I just want it done. And I've kind of got it to the point where I'm like, I'm fine. Like, this is it. Whatever I get, I will get. And I am okay with that. I am okay with that. So we will see how it goes, but I'm kind of, I'm a little bit nervous, but it will be okay. I always get nervous handing things in, but I'm just grateful I don't have a massive exam season. that would honestly push me over the edge. If I have to do all the exams for every single module, oh no when you're picking your masters if you decide to do one make sure you pick one that matches how you like work because I remember my friend picked one where she realized she only has to do coursework for herself and that was what she was really thriving in and I was always like that was such a smart thing to do I didn't even look about how mine was going to be assessed like that wasn't even something that occurred to me so definitely look at that when you're picking your masters because you want to pick something you're going to do like well at you know you want to pick something that you're gonna not dread like if you hate exams passionately you don't want exams all the time but luckily i'm on the last thing now i've got i'm doing stuff that i can't tell you guys about and it's really tricky it's really tricky but i don't want to speak too soon but it's exciting and if it all works out i will cry tears of joy for the next year of my life um yeah i'm just not going to say anything because i just don't want to, yeah I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stop talking about this thing and I will come back to it. You will have knowledge about it in two weeks. It is nothing to do with the podcast. I don't want you guys getting excited. It's like a solely selfish thing. So um that's exciting. I am excited, but it's just taking a lot of work at the moment and a lot of like brain energy, and also I get nervous about these things. So that's kind of like another thing to think about. But let's do more of a life update. What have I got to tell you? I can't lie. The past two weeks I've just been studying and it's so hard studying when it's so such lovely weather like it's beautiful outside and I just want to sit outside and read my book like I really my motivation to finish this assignment I think it's because it's finished like realistically I am done I've got it under the word count I I'm pretty happy with what I've written I think it reads well and I think that's meaning that I don't know why I don't just submit it and get out of my hair but I just don't. I always do this. I think it's because I have so much time to do it because I still have it until next week that I'm always, like, anxious to submit it. But sometimes you just need to... You just need to complete it. But I did face one of my fears this week. I've rode on a bike. Sounds silly, but... You know how I have that scar on my lip? And, like... You guys probably haven't seen it up close because you haven't literally been stood in front of my face. Unless you have then that would be creepy, but you haven't, so you haven't seen, I have like loads of little scars on my face that you can't really see now, but when I was really young, I fell off my bike really badly and had to go to hospital and have a plastic surgery, and they fixed my lip and my face, it was gross, I got time off school, it was great, but in my head, I thought I got a month or six weeks off school, apparently I was only off school for two or three weeks, how crazy is that, I should have been given more time off, I was only seven, but because of that, I'm really scared about riding bikes. Sounds like stupid, but like I'm really scared about it. I really don't enjoy it. I feel very anxious when I ride a bike. And last time I rode a bike, I fell. Um, you know when you're going up a curb? I'm never sure if it's curb or curve, but I think it's curb. I have this thing where I kind of mix up words like clean film. I've always called it clean film because it keeps things clean. But apparently it's not called that. Apparently it's called cling film because it clings to things. So that's kind of embarrassing for everybody I've ever said that word to. But we move, we ignore that. But I was going up a curb too slowly, and I kind of, I didn't want to go head on, because I was like, I'll definitely fall if I do that, so I kind of went up the side, but because I was going slowly, because I was scared, it kind of, it slid, and like, I just fell onto my side and face planted, and it was in front of so many people, and so many people watched me, and I was just like, oh my god, can the ground swallow me up whole, please, this is so embarrassing, it was disgusting, and so, I me and bike riding have a love-hate relationship but it always looks so peaceful and i think in scarborough there's so many hills but in london it's so flat and so me and my housemate on mm, saturday we went for a bike ride around victoria park and it was so lovely it was a top 10 experience i would definitely recommend we use the santander bikes and it's three pounds a go because we normally go for an hour and i'm debating whether or not to get like a little santander membership type thing I said I was going to start doing it instead of taking the tube, but I just think that's unrealistic. Like, am I really going to do that? Am I really going to do that, guys? Like, realistically, am I? No, I'm not. I'm really not. If I... When I get a job in September, maybe then I could start cycling to it if it was close by, or even walking if it was close by. Am I going to do that, though? I do want to start cycling, but it just scares me doing it on the roads. I just find that idea very intimidating. So maybe I will one day. All my friends do it. And it would save me so much money because it costs 30 quid a week for a travel card. And when I have a grown-up job, I won't get the student travel card anymore. And so it costs even more money. And so (sighs) I'm going to have to figure out another way where... I make it all work, where I make it all come together. But we did go on a bike ride, and it was beautiful and lovely. Came back, did work, but was productive. Got an early night, and then Sunday woke up. Everyone else in my house had such a lovely Sunday. They all went to the pub. They had day drinking. It was so much fun. What did I do? I sat in front of my laptop screen, and I wrote my assignment. So sorry no exciting updates then although wait no what there was i did a 10k i woke up at like eight i've been waking up early last week not this week for god knows reason oh don't know what that was i haven't been waking up early this week i've been really bad at going to bed this week it's because i'm anxious it's literally because i'm anxious about everything and i just can't sleep at the moment but it's okay give me two weeks and i'll be less anxious i'll be so much less anxious um but I woke up and I went for a run and I did a 10k all along the Thames and it was so beautiful and it went like early enough and I think because the Hackney Half Marathon was on, there was no runners out really because they were all doing that and it was so quiet and it just, I loved it. There's this run where I go from Tower Hill, like Tower Bridge, um, run along the Thames, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going and then turn right like once you've gone quite far along and run up to Buckingham Palace Then eventually, no, what do I do? Yeah, run up to Buckingham Palace like a kind of a long way and then come back down past Westminster and then run back to Tower Hill and it's like a 10k and it's really lovely. It's a really, really, really nice run. It's really flat. It's normally like medium-sized busy. I wouldn't say it's empty, but... It's not as busy as you think it's going to be. I always think it's going to be mayhem. But on a Sunday morning, it's never bad. I think on a Saturday morning, it would be. But Sunday morning at like half nine, 10, it's quite quiet. So I would definitely recommend doing that if you like running. Um, but I did that and that made Sunday better. And then we kind of just chilled. They all came back from the pub and I had some red wine, which was nice. I feel like I needed to make myself at least think it was a bit of a weekend. But then because I've spent so much of my weekend working, I feel like now I just want the weekend to begin. But it's a nice position to be in the fact that I finished my assessment five days early and I am calm about it. Like, that's really good because I'm going to a festival on Saturday and I really, really just want to enjoy it. I really want to have, like, the best time and just really enjoy it. My big thing was I want everything done by the time I go. I want all of my assessments finished so I can really enjoy it and then I can just practice the assessments next week. So I'm in a good position. I've just realised I'm really bad at finishing tasks, good at starting them, hate finishing them. So that's my motivation for today. But I finally got my ethics approval for my project. I feel like I've been talking really fast, sorry. Um, Which is so exciting. It means I can finally begin. So that's exciting. And I've been thinking a lot about kind of me and change and understanding how my brain works and Colombia. Blah, 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 blah. And I do really want to go, But I'm also aware that I have a lot on right now and it's just another thing that's given me quite a lot of anxiety. And I don't know why, but I've realised sometimes the things that stress me out don't really make sense to anyone else but me. And I was talking to my mum about it and I was just like... It's, give, it's making me really anxious, the thought of going, like, not in, like, a fun pushing yourself out of your comfort zone way, in a, I feel really, like, physically sick about this. Like, I don't want to do it. And she was just like, well, then you you don't have to go. If it's making you that anxious, it should be a fun thing. Like, you don't need to go. So that's made me feel better. I've still applied for all the funding and everything, and if I do get it, then I can go. But I've also given myself the kind of... Awareness that I don't have to go if I don't want to. And I think that's been something that's been like a learning curve of realizing that pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, you can tell when it's a good thing and you can tell when it's just going to push you over the edge. And I think I am like, I am, I'm trying, I'm doing a lot of things at the moment and it is a little bit overwhelming, but give me two weeks and I'll be in such a better headspace about it that's why I didn't want to pull anything out but it's also I'm glad that I've given myself a kind of mental deep breath it's okay if you don't want to do it you don't have to do it so I feel better about that and I feel like that's making me feel calm kind of that acknowledgement I'm just I can't even talk about the things that are stressing me out and I just wish I could really tell you all everything but I can't because I don't want to jinx anything but I can in two weeks I sat outside and I finished my book and I think I've actually got sunburned. Like, I am shocked. I was sat outside for maybe, like, 20 minutes, if that, and I'm already sunburned. So that was really fun for me. I'm really excited about that. That's going to peel. I hope it doesn't peel for Saturday. I'm trying to work out what outfit to wear for the festival. Oh, sorry, I keep moving. I'm trying to work out what outfit to wear for the festival, and I don't know. I might wear the outfit I wore for New Year's, the kind of mesh blue top, mesh blue dress, but then I don't have any shoes to wear with it. Um i could wear my trainers i honestly i don't know what i'm gonna wear so i need to do a bit of a fashion show tonight and tomorrow night so i can be ready because the girls aren't going to be in thursday night or friday night so i need to do it on my own also i'm going to the social event on friday for my uni because we finished like for my class and we all have to dress up as tube stations and guess what i'm dressing up as I am dressing up in the really cute cheetah top that I have and my nice jeans and boots because it's like a cute outfit. And then I'm just wearing ears that I still haven't made, but I'm going as barking. I'm going as a dog. How genius. I can't take ownership of that idea. It was my housemate. But, you know, so great. I'm happy with it as well because it means I don't have to buy anything new, which is my pet hate about fancy dress. The fact that you have to buy so much new things. I find that really, like... Just annoying because then it all sits around you and then you never use it ever, ever, ever again. So I'm excited about the fact that I don't have to buy anything new. And I feel like it's going to be nice. I'm not really going to drink because I I really want to enjoy the festival. And I just know my hangovers are brutal. And I won't enjoy the festival if I'm hungover. And I have to be up at seven. So, God, I have to be at the station for nine oh my god I'm gonna to have to get up so early that's disgusting I'm also going to have to schedule the podcast tomorrow because my god I'm not gonna be here on Sunday to schedule it that's mental it's exciting though I've got a really exciting couple of weeks and then I'm excited as well just to kind of like sit into summer just not have things going on all the time all the time just it, to be, get more of like a gradual pace if that makes sense oh no go away siri always interrupting me it's very rude i'm also decided i'm gonna go home soon i feel not homesick but craving home if that makes sense like i can feel that i haven't been home in a while it's literally been a month but i feel like i haven't been home in ages and i miss home so i'm gonna go home very soon i miss my grandparents and i find myself worrying a lot at the moment really silly not silly things but worrying that I'm missing out on time with people like I was listening to a song today and then all of a sudden I just started crying because I was like am I miss? missing like why am I missing out with time with my family like that's the most important thing ultimately and I'm here doing this and then I was like no take a deep breath it's okay like you're doing the right thing but it does make me sad to think know, no, no, I don't know why I'm going, I'm not going to go down that line of thought, because I will just make myself sad, and I'm like home alone for the next six hours, so I don't want to do that, but yeah, it is something that I've been thinking about a lot recently, I need to, I just need to call people more, and spend more time with people, and there's honestly not enough hours in the day, there really isn't, I think it's because with this assessment, like when, this thing I'm really excited about for working, is that I will arrive at the office, I will work until a certain time, and then I will come home, and I know I think I'll miss the, be able, the ability right now to organise my own time. And I think I will miss that. I'll also be really grateful to be able to be like, yeah, I'm absolutely free that weekend because I won't have to do work on the weekend. Being able to go home whenever I want and just always see that as dedicated free time. I actually think I'll have more free time than I do now, which is crazy to think about. I'll have more time to do like podcast stuff. I've also started doing, maybe I should go in the new things I've done this week. I feel like that should probably go into the new things I've done this week. But on to the content part for this week's episode, as I have waffled for like 15 minutes and I don't even know what about. But uh, this week we are talking about not being able to do everything all at once because it's a life lesson that I am slowly realising. I know that's the saying that you can't have everything. And I used to be like, you can have everything if you try hard enough, blah, 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 blah. the truth is you can't and if you can't carry on trying to have absolutely everything and you don't accept that you can't have everything you're going to burn yourself into the ground and this is why i think it's a really important one to talk about especially as we go into summer and there's kind of Uh, more pressure to do more social things and more FOMO and blah, 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 blah. There's so many more things now that you're trying to fit in that I think it's really important to realise that you can't do everything. And this is how I'm dealing with it and how I'm implementing it into my everyday life. But anyway, onto the content part for this week's episode. So today we are talking about the fact that you can't have everything all at once. I think society has definitely created a narrative that makes you think that you can It makes you think that you can literally have every single thing at equal value, equal wants in the life. And I'm not saying that you can't have everything you want. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is you can't think that you have an unlimited amount of time in the day to fit in all the tasks that you want to do. And I am so guilty of this. And this is why we're talking about it today, because my to-do list has reached an all-time new high. It's reached a new length. And it's just, it's not... It's not achievable and it's not sustainable. And the thing is, the thing that's so tricky about it is, is that all of these things that I want to do, all of these, like, different tasks that I make myself do and going to the gym and journaling, blah, 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 even the things that I think are really good for my mental health are ultimately putting an increased amount of pressure on myself. And that's making me more anxious and that's making me more overwhelmed. And I think I'm I'm trying to get to the bottom at the moment about why I feel overwhelmed all the time what is it that is making me feel anxious? Like, what, not, no, not anxious, but, like, getting to the bottom of this overwhelming feeling like I have so much going on. And I think I'm slowly realising it's this idea that I have to prioritise everything equally. And if I don't prioritise everything equally, then, like, that's not, that's not how it should be. I should be prioritising everything. I should have the same amount of everything going on. Like, I should be able to do everything. I think there's definitely something built within me that I have to be, like, everything has to be perfect. I have to try really hard. I have to get everything. I have to I have to make sure everything works out, you know? And with that becomes so much pressure because I think then I put pressure on myself to do everything to such a high extent that when it doesn't work out, then I feel like I've failed. And that's really hard because it's then associating, like you, it's not physically possible to do everything that I want to do in a day sometimes. Sometimes I wake up and I'm like, "I want to do this, 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 this this this," And I make so many plans, because I feel like I have to do everything all at once. And so this is why this week we're talking about prioritizing your time, because I think I'm realizing it's one of the key things to why I feel so overwhelmed, why I feel overwhelmed all of the time, because when I see tasks, I don't see like it in a priority list. I see everything looking at me that I have to do and I'm like, oh my God, I've got to do everything all together. And I'll like start on multiple different tasks at once. I'll be doing my presentation and then I'll jump to my assessment and then I'll call like someone and then I'll write the email and like I'll jump in between different things. Rather than just being like, okay, these are the tasks that I have to get done. Let's think about it. And it's weird because when it's university, like when it's individual tasks and I have an assessment coming up, then I'm really good at doing it. But when I'm kind of nothing super intense, but also lots of things middling intensity on, then I find it overwhelming, which is why this episode is important, why it's important to know how to prioritise your time and why by prioritising your time, you're going to ensure that your mental health stays okay. Because I think... I think time is the thing that we all struggled with the most because it's the only thing that we can't control. You can control every other aspect in your life apart from the fact that time moves on. Time is passing. You can't control that and it's scary. It's scary not being able to control time. It's scary knowing that time is moving forward. Like you know when you're writing an assessment and you see the clock moving forward and you're like oh my god. Oh my God, time is moving really fast, and I'm not going to get this done in time, and how's everything going to work? And it's so anxiety inducing. It's so scary, but it doesn't need to be. And I think this is why it doesn't need to be as long as you're prioritizing your time correctly, as long as you're realizing that take a deep breath, everything's going to be okay. You do have enough time to do everything, but you need to realize you can't do everything to the same standard all at once. You're not a walking miracle okay and it's okay because you don't have to you don't have to do everything to the same ability I'm a massive perfectionist I've realized everything has to be perfect before I complete something if I have to complete something I have to do it to the best of my abilities which isn't a bad thing like it's really good to have high standards you know I complete work to a high standard and I'm proud of that about myself like I'm going to put my all into something but sometimes you just need to let stuff go Sometimes I just need to submit an assignment that I've spent so long working on and realize that like if a full stop's missing, it is not the end of the world. It is not going to be the make or break. It is not going to be the thing that pushes me over the edge. I am going to be okay. I remember I submitted my assessment for an essay over Christmas and a full stop was missing and I had a full-on mental breakdown about it because I was like, I I failed. I have failed. This is going to be a failure now. I will never succeed. Like it it was so dramatic and it was so over is overzealous the right word? Like it was such an intense reaction to such a small error. But it made me think about like why why am I feeling this way? Why why do I feel when something is not perfect that everything is then wrong? That everything isn't right? And it's because I've put so much pressure on myself to do everything that when one thing falls, then I realize how much pressure I've put myself under, how many things I've had to make myself do. And as I said at the beginning of the episode, that society has definitely pushed this narrative, like this hustle culture. Like, you've got to work hard. You've got to work hard to get what you want. You've got to try as hard as you can. And again, I think this pushing yourself to your best of your abilities, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. I don't think that's something that should be... Shared. Like, I think it's really it's exciting to be the best version of yourself. But what isn't exciting is when you're prioritising everything other than yourself. And that's what I think this needing to be your best self can sometimes do. I've been watching a lot of TikToks recently about how... ..about how people's mental health improved the most when they stopped focusing on their mental health. No, not when they stopped focusing on their mental health, but when they stopped seeing their mental health as so much of a project and started seeing their mental health more as something that they're managing and they're doing proactive things to make it feel better, but they're not seeing themselves so much as a project. I think this can sometimes be the issue with the self-help world, that there's so many self-help books, there's so much work that you can do, but at what point do you stop seeing yourself as a project? At what point do you start seeing yourself as a person? At what point do you start realising that you're, you're living your life? You're not in training, you're not trying to fix yourself ready for a certain goal, like you're living right now. And as soon as you start living, as soon as you start accepting that Maybe some days you are going to feel anxious, but you can find tools to realise why you feel anxious. And you can do things that are going to make you feel better. But like ultimately, your job is here to live. And that's what's important. Does your anxiety go away about it all? Does your mental health improve? Because sometimes, like I said, I put so much pressure on myself to be a certain way, to do certain things. To journal every single night, to meditate, to go to the gym, to... Work hard and do the part. Like, so much pressure on myself to do these things that ultimately improve my mental health. And I'm not saying they're not important, because I recognise they are, and I've had a week where I haven't done them, and I was like, oh, no. But that's how so many people live their lives. And sometimes an increased understanding doesn't always make you happier. Sometimes an increased understanding makes you obsessive and makes you constantly trying to find the reason why, the reason what's going wrong. I had therapy today and it was really interesting. One of the really interesting things that... I don't actually think I've spoken about that one here yet. I'll do an episode on it. We're not getting into it now. But I had therapy uh, this morning, like an hour ago. And she's like, it's really interesting because you always talk about things, rationalise it and find a reason. You're not good at just sitting with a feeling. And I was like, you are definitely right there. I'm not good at sitting with a a feeling. I'm not good with just being, with just existing, with just... Feeling my way through something. I constantly need a reason as to why I feel a certain way. And I think that's what makes a self-help industry thrive is because so many people are searching for a reason rather than just experiencing the feeling. Now, I'm not saying the self-help industry hasn't helped a lot of people. And I'm not saying it's import- not important. Like, that's not what I'm trying to say. But I'm saying you can't always have a reason you can't always have a fact evidence behind the way why you feel right something sometimes you just need to feel your way through it sometimes you're just going to feel something and it's not going to go away straight away And no amount of journaling and no amount of meditation these are all tools that can help you but sometimes it's not going to be perfect you know Sometimes you're not going to be able to make it go away. I think all of these things, the importance of prioritising your time to making sure it reflects the values that you have, to making sure that realising that you can't do everything all at once, is kind of taking away some of the control from your life. It's realising that you can't control every single outcome. It's realising that you can't control what's... You can't control what other people think. You can't always control how you feel. You can do all these things to make yourself feel better, and you can put yourself in the best possible position... It's not always going to work, and that's OK, because it's life. It's human existence. It's I remember making this TikTok about when I went to Bali and I was swimming with the dolphins, and the back, like the audio of the background is like the theory of being alive is just simply being alive. And it's like sometimes we attribute so much of a deeper meaning to things when the real meaning is just the current experience we're having. This is it, you know? you are alive right now this is the thing we're so often focusing towards the end goal of moving faster and faster and climbing up the career ladder and getting a new degree and getting a new education but like right now the everyday this is your life you are living you're not living to get to a certain point you're not living to climb up and reach the top you're living just to live and all of these things outside of your experiences And again, I think this comes back to why it's so important to prioritise your time and make sure that you're spending it doing the things you really like to doing, but also realising is you can't have everything all at once. Is because, again, this is your life. You are living. And currently you're sacrificing everything to do everything. And it's not right because you're like sacrificing yourself to do everything. You're losing out on the things that are most important to you. And so I want you to take a minute and think about the things that you think are really important. The things that you need to do right now. And I'm not saying... I guess there's two ways you could go about it. But, like, right now, for me, I have an assessment due next week. That's important for me. And it probably means I'm not going to be able to just spend time reading out in the garden all next week. And I'm going to have to do other bits of work. Like, that is a pri- like priority for me right now, is that assessment. And that has meant, over the past couple of weeks down on my priority list has been socialising, unfortunately, like that's the reality of it, it has been socialising, it's been fitness, I did go for a run last Sunday but like the weekend before that I didn't because I was like right now it's okay that I can't do everything but this is my priority and it might be a boring priority but it's a priority that I need to prioritise because it's important to me to get this done, it's important for me to have achieved this and I can't remember if I did already mention this, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to re-mention it here again because it was like when I listened to that podcast and when he was saying how I need to focus on my business right now, my fitness is going to take a hit and I'm okay with that because right now my business succeeding is my focus, not my fitness. I'm going to carry on, I'm going to stay as fit as I can, but I am accepting that I can't do everything all at once. And by accepting that, you take that pressure off because the letdown, you're not letting yourself down anymore, you're not holding yourself to these unrealistic standards. I think that's the thing. So often we hold ourselves to these unrealistic standards where we think we have to be this perfect human in order to be this perfect self-growing little machine, little robot. It's not possible. You can't do everything all of the time. And sometimes I think accepting this, accepting that you can't do everything, accepting that there are going to be times where you just don't want to journal. You just want to go to bed. You just want to go to sleep. Doesn't make you a bad person. And I think when you do rationalise your priorities, when you do start to accept that you can't do everything all at once, where you can't, you can't manage everything, you start to realise you take that pressure off and there's not so much anxiety associated with it. And so now, although I do journal every day, in the moments where I can't, it's not some big, massive issue. When I was doing the magic and I didn't journal every single day, I felt sick. I thought, this is the end of the world. I am going to fail. And I know habits are good and habits are important, but I'm tired today and I can't do everything that I want to do all of the time. And sometimes I need to prioritise myself. I think that's the thing. All of these priorities will constantly be ebbing and flowing. They're not always going to be the same, but realising that there is a priorities list. Realising that you cannot do everything all at once. Because the thing is, when you do try and do everything all at once, you're sacrificing yourself, you're sacrificing your sleep, your happiness, the time to be social, and those are the things that make us alive. Those are the things that are really important another podcast that I listened to was talking about this study about happiness and the most important thing it found over a 90-year period was the relationships in our lives those are the things that make us truly happy it's connection with other people which doesn't surprise me it's why I love doing this podcast is because I get to connect with you we get to have a chat and we get to talk through different things and I think it's a really lovely way of connecting with people all around the world but it's those human connections. And sometimes they're not my priority. Sometimes everything else in my life is my priority. And that's the thing I neglect. And ultimately, all that's said and done, it's those memories that you have with the people around you. That's what really matters. It's the memories you have. Essentially, you're a memory bank of incredible experiences. And I guess the only goal in life is to have as many incredible experiences as you can. I think that's maybe my new goal, to make a positive impact and have as many incredible experiences as I can, to create a really great memory bank. I want to start doing this thing is like I get a notebook and every single time I have a really great day, you know, like, like a really great day, I write it down and then I have this book full of memories, full of like really great memories that I can look back on. That's such a cute idea, maybe we should all do this. Maybe, that would be cute, but anyway. The whole point of this podcast episode was to make you realise it's not, it's not your job to do everything. It's not your job to prioritise everything. You are not a robot, you are not a machine, you are human, which means you can't do everything all at once. So I want you to sit down and write down your priorities list. What things do you have to get done? What things are important to you right now? And what things are going to have to take a back seat? What things are not going to be the things that you prioritise on this list? You're going to do them to your best of your abilities, but you're going to take the pressure away from yourself because you are only human and you cannot do everything. And then take a deep breath and realise you haven't failed just because you haven't done them. You haven't failed because you've realised you can't do everything all at once. If anything, you've succeeded. Because now you can go forward feeling so much less anxious and so much less overwhelmed. Because this overwhelming, overfe- overwhelming feeling I'm getting at the moment is because I think I can do everything. It's because I think I can do everything all at once and I can't. I'm trying to prioritise everything in my life and my brain's slowly going like Bella, stop because this is is so many different things and I can't make it all work out. And that's okay because it doesn't have to. I don't have to be this perfect person that literally functions like a robot to get every single thing done because I've realised in those moments where I am being mega productive, I am like a robot. I'm awful to be around. I don't talk to people. I barely socialise. I don't live... And that's the point of it all, isn't it? What's the point of doing all these things if we're not living? You know? But anyway, this has been a little ramble that has been going around my head for the past week or so. Realising that I need to stop thinking I have to do everything. That accepting I'm not always going to be able to do everything. Accepting that I'm not always going to have this perfect existence. Accepting that the point of this all is just to live an experienced life. It's important to work on yourself, and I'm not saying that. But it's also important not to constantly see yourself as a project. Just to let yourself be sometimes. To feel your way through things without always having a reason. I know it's something I wish I'd realised a long time ago. But anyway, on to the questions for this week's podcast. And if you haven't already subscribed, send the podcast to someone, one of your friends, and follow me on Instagram, on TikTok, and you've got my L.S. podcast, then what are you doing? Please make sure you do it. Thank you. Anyway, on the questions for this week's episode. So on to the questions for this week's podcast. Okay, let me go on to Instagram. Let's see those ones. I really feel like sometimes I should look at these first, but I just don't. How to make friends in uni. Hmm. First off, like making friends in uni is hard i feel like everyone makes it out to be really easy and like it is tricky it's tricky to find people that you really really get on with but you will find people i think the first thing to realize is that everyone is in the same boat and everyone is trying to make friends and that people generally are nice i think that's the biggest thing that like people are nice and you will find good people I think it does just take time, but you have to put yourself in situations where you are able to make friends. So saying yes to a lot, like obviously not saying yes to everything in Freshers Week and like not doing things that you're uncomfortable with, but putting yourself, you can't like, if you just stay in your room all the time, you're not going to be able to make friends because you're not putting yourself in situations to make friends. So I think it's really important that you make sure that you kind of do have, you put yourself in those social situations. You be also having a confidence in being proactive and making plans. I would make so many plans with people and like message people and not be afraid to like be like, oh, do you want to go for a coffee? Do you want to walk back together? Just little things like that. I've always done. I don't know if it's like slightly codependent. Maybe it's not a good thing. But if ever I found someone was like living near me and I liked them, then I'd be like, oh, do you want to walk into uni together? That does have downhill part if you end up not getting on super well. That is tricky and I feel like that is my one thing, one tip is like don't merge your routine entirely with someone until you're absolutely sure that you really, really, really like them and you get on really well um because that can be tricky to get out of if you've already started something and then you realize you don't actually click as much as you think you will because this is the thing in freshers you're going to meet so many people and you're not going to get along with everyone and you're not gonna not everyone is going to be your type of person and that's okay you're not going to be everyone else's type of person either so i think my biggest tip for making friends in uni is putting yourself in positions where you are going to make friends realize that people are good people and Just try and meet as many people as you can. Make plans with the people you think are pretty great and slowly get to know them and enjoy getting to know them. Getting to know new people isn't something you get to do every single way and I think it's something that's really exciting. You maybe haven't had a new friendship group in literally years and I know I hadn't and being able to meet so many new people like I met some some of the most like incredible people at uni and I'm really really glad that I went and even in my like even in my master's now like in the undergrad I met so many lovely people and now my master's I've met so many great people but really kind of Being excited about the opportunity to meet new people I think is important because it's something that I used to dread but I'm now realising how exciting it is because it massages to like massively open up your friendship group which is exciting. Any hobbies you'd like to try out? Hmm. You know I want to do more kind of like like a team sport typey type thing. I don't really know Any, my issue is commitment. I need something that is going to be fun, that I'm going to enjoy doing, that isn't going to cost the world, and that I can do regularly. So I think I'd quite like to get into like a team sport type thing, but I just don't think I'll actually ever end up doing it. So I probably won't do it, but I would like to try. I had a dream last night. I just remembered that I was like the most incredible football player in the world. Like guys really good like i played football and people were cheering me and they were like oh my god you're incredible and i don't know where that dream has come from because i've never once wanted to be a professional footballer i've never once kicked a ball no i have at school but yeah i think i'd want to try and get back into team sports i used to really like hockey um but i just stopped doing it because you kind of grow out of team sports i think as you get older unless you make a conscious effort to stick with them you kind of grow out of them okay are you sometimes scared that you address too much to the ADHD? This is an interesting question and I know you expanded on it in messages and I've read those before um, answering this now. I think I don't see it as an excuse. I see it as a reason. So, for example, I felt burnt out this week and I felt really under the weather just because i've been doing so many different things my eczema started to flare up again on my eyes and it's just like i've been really exhausted but realizing it might be to do with my adhd and researching adhd burnout has made me feel more seen it's made me be more like kind to myself and realize that look it's not i'm not i'm not like depressed i'm not any of these things i'm just burnt out Because I didn't, like, I didn't feel depressed. It's not that there's anything wrong with those things, but I didn't feel that. That wasn't what I felt. But I also didn't feel A-OK. I didn't feel, like, the normal bubbly version chatty of myself. I felt really tired. And I started to do things that I only do when I am burnt out, like wake up and just start working straight away. I don't even get dressed. Like, I was just sat in my pyjamas, and I've done this every single day this week. And I do that when I'm burnt out. I don't do that when I'm, like, thriving. So I think... I don't worry that I address too much to the ADHD, because I think I've known so much of my life without it. So, I appreciate when I fail, and when it is a me thing. I think it is easy to do, it's easy to think that certain part of your character traits are just that way because of your diagnosis, but I think with a lot of self-awareness and realising when you make mistakes, still realising that that's you that making that's making those mistakes. You might process things differently and you might have a different way of understanding things, but ultimately it's still you. You have ADHD or you have whatever you have. Like, I have ADHD and that might mean that it takes me longer to process things in an argument or blah, 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 but that doesn't make it okay for them me to not be understanding and how I've done that it doesn't mean that I don't have to apologize it doesn't mean that I haven't messed up so I don't think I'm ever worried that I use it as an excuse too much because I think it just makes it me understand myself more if that makes sense I hope that makes sense I feel like it's a very personal thing I don't I don't worry that I use it too much of it as an excuse it's just helped me understand more about myself and I think that's helped it's made me be kinder to myself so that's that's been good Okay, let's look at some of the anonymous questions. Introvert or extrovert? I think I'm an introverted extrovert or an extroverted introvert. I think I'm half and half. I don't think... I really like my alone time and I feel really comfortable alone. Like, I really like it. I don't mind being on my own in the slightest. But... I also really thrive in social situations. I love being around people. But I have to feel comfortable around them. And I do sometimes find meeting new people scary. But once I do it, then once I'm in the situation, then it's fine. It's just the overthinking beforehand. So I think I really am like a mixture of the both. I don't think I'm just one or the other. Weirdest thing you've ever eaten? Guys, I'm actually like not good at eating weird things. I'm really bad at it. I imagine what it is in my head over and over and over and over and over again. And I just... oh. No, makes me feel sick, makes me honestly feel sick. I'm just imagining this TikTok video. If you don't like gross things, move on past the next two minutes while I tell you about the two most disgusting videos that I watched back-to-back on TikTok last night. It was this guy, and he was eating, like, a raw meat diet. I don't know why I'm whispering, but I do feel quite traumatised after watching this. And he ate pig balls. <coughs> How disgusting. <coughs> No, we're not even going into it, but they were raw and it was... No, we're going to have to skip that. And then the other video, really just skip past this part if you don't want to listen to gross things. Oh, she was eating pickled, pickled pig's feet. No. And I recognise that if you're going to eat an animal, you should eat all of it. And I support that. But, like, I just imagine these things over and over and over in my head. I can't really eat beef. I can't eat pork. I can just about eat chicken. And I think it's because I do play this psychological war game with myself where I, like, imagine the thing I'm eating over and over and over and over again and I can't not imagine it. And I think that makes it... that That is why I can't try, like... You know, there's weird things at a restaurant where it's like... I don't know why I think a quail egg's weird, but I do think that's weird. Like, I don't think I could eat that. Imagine what that actually is. I can't eat it even eggs sometimes, I imagine what they are, and I'm like, nope, never eating that, ever, 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 ever again, so I sometimes think I'm not a fussy eater, but then I realise I'm only not fussy if it's a vegetable, and then is, is that fussy? Maybe, maybe that is, and my whole thing as well, the worst part about it is it's not even, like, from an ethical standpoint, it's from, like, I feel really gross about it, like, it makes me feel, makes my inwards feel sick, which is such a baby reaction, but you know, there we have it, okay, I just clicked off it, where do you want to be in five years? Hmm, in five years, I'll be 27, in five years, in five years, I want You've Got Mail to be big, and carrying on, and like bigger, like more of like a, a brand name image, if that makes sense, Like I want it to have so many different parts of itself and I want it to kind of be like self-running. Like I want it to create such a massive community that so many people benefit from. And I think at the moment, I'm kind of struggling to fit everything in. But I think come the next month, I'm going to really enjoy starting to create content and making it bigger and better. And I think you need people like a manager and things like that, because they can really help you get those types of opportunities. But I want it to be in a position where it is a lot bigger than this now. I think in five years, I want to be in a career that... I enjoy and, like, I'm good at. Like, I really want to, like, enjoy my work and be at a good position in my work and feel like I've travelled up the career ladder a little bit, you know? I'll be going in at an entry position right now, but I want to have climbed a little bit in five years. And I think I'd like to be living, living somewhere where I feel really excited. I Hopefully I'm not still long distance by that point. I would like to not be living long... I would like to not be in a long-distance relationship anymore by that point. I'll have been in one for eight years then, so that's really a long time so hopefully me and my boyfriend will be living in the same place which would be exciting but I don't know I think my main things are I can think about is like I really want my career to be in an exciting position I want you've got mail to be big and established and I want to be living somewhere where I feel great I think that's another thing I want my mental health and me to kind of feel really confident in myself I think I still feel sometimes quite insecure And I'd quite like it if, like, that was less in five years. Which it will be, because you're constantly getting more confident. But if I come back to this episode in five years' time, I hope you're more confident than I am now. Okay, anyway, on to the new things I've done this week. So the new things that I've done this week, I think... Right, I can't lie, I've slipped back into old bad habits where I kind of have not been prioritising my sleep is when I feel nervous or anxious, I just find it really hard to go to bed, but... I am proud of myself for doing some more long runs because that has been something I wanted to get back into. Ever since the marathon, like, I think because I could do it, then I was just like, oh, I don't really want to do it anymore. But since everyone's done the half marathon this weekend, it's made me really want to start getting back into running and not lose that side of the fitness. So I'm proud of myself for doing that. I also finished my book, The Girls. It was really good and it wasn't as dark as I thought it was going to be um so I actually would recommend it I thought the end part was going to be really dark and it is dark I'm not saying it's not but it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be like it's not as in detail as I thought it was going to be so it's ended up being like I'm glad that I I'm glad that I've read it and it was written really well and the ending the although the ending kind of annoyed me Like, I kind of wanted more from the ending. I feel like I still don't really know what happened. And it's not a true story, so I can't even Google it. But it kind of felt interesting because you were learning about this woman's life in the present and the past at the same time. But they never really matched up. You just kind of accepted that that was her past life and that now she'd moved on and that her life had never really, like, amounted to anything. And it was an interesting story to read. And I would definitely recommend it. What was it? Who is it by? Is it up here? No, I think I left it downstairs. But it's called The Girls. Um, would definitely look out for it in your local library because I think it's in, it's in the English libraries at the moment. That's where I got mine. Now I'm gonna carry on reading Dear Evan Hansen, but then I've also got on my bookshelf i got these two from the library i've got how i learned to understand the world by hans rosling if you guys haven't read factfulness yet it's so good it's brilliant it's what made me want to go into science communication so would definitely recommend reading that and then i've also got summer people by julie cohen it looks good i think it's going to be an emotional one and i i'm quite excited i can't oh real emotional punch That's exactly what I want. One of the most beautiful and heartbreaking stories I've read. Mmm, this looks interesting. See, I've realised I don't actually like horror book. Reading this book called The Girls, it was really good, but I did feel quite nervous for the entire, entire time. Like, really quite nervous about it. And not a fan. Not a fan. Not going to do that to myself again. Would much rather a sad book than a, like, like, scary book. So not sure how I feel about that. I also have nearly finished Working Mums. I love that show and I feel like I'm so dedicated to it now. I do wish I hadn't like watched This Is Us but I can never go back now. That show will forever be my favourite one. Like that, Gilmore Girls, I'm really bad at re-watching shows because I feel like I associate them with a part of my life. Like This Is Us is my university experience. That was my undergrad. Working Mums, it's just been a constant, really. There's not really a time that that's associated to. But, like, Gilmore Girls, that was my breakup. Mm, what about the other ones? Oh, what? Gossip Girl. I loved Gossip Girl. I think I've watched it three times. I associate that with, like, 16-, 17-year-old me. Pretty Little Liars. Loved that. Although I tried to rewatch it recently, and it wasn't that good. Like, it really wasn't that good. So I think maybe it's a thing you like when you're younger, because it was just, like... It made me a bit scared. Like, I found it quite scary. So I will not be rewatching that again. But that's, like, 15-year-old me. It was quite intense for me to watch the 15-year-old. I was saying this to mum. She was like, you are so determined to watch it. Anything we say, like, you were definitely watching that show. But it was really scary. And I was like, yeah, I know. It was quite intense, the things that used to happen on it. But then I remember the ending would just piss me off. Like, the ending was so stupid that I was like, well, I just regret. Because there was, like, eight seasons or more. And I watched every single one. So much of my life went to that show. And then for the ending to be bad, that just really wound me up. But I still haven't watched the last episode of This Is Us. Because I just can't. Or maybe I have. I think I half watched it, you know. But it was like more sad than I even thought it could have been. So, oh, that was a hard one. But This Is Us, if you haven't watched that, that's that's, that's an incredible TV programme. I don't know how I've really got onto this tangent about tv programs that mean a lot to me but here we are right I need to go back and do some work now I've got a meeting with my supervisor soon and then I'm going to go for a walk and call my mum so that'll be lovely but I love you thank you for listening make sure that you follow me on instagram and on tiktok at you've got melt and Scott pod and I'll speak to you next week bye I love you